0: Literary Scape presents the historical inspirational book club podcast, The First of Its Kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. All right,
1: guys, welcome back from the holidays. We're trying something new. We would like to add video to our podcast. I'm having a little, oh, yeah, it's my idea. They're all blaming me. I'm having a little trouble with tech, so we're trying it this way, discussing sitting next to each other, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> I hope you enjoy. So in this episode, Tiffany, Jessica, and Melissa will be discussing A Cowboy for Keeps by Jody Hedlund. This is the first book in her Colorado Cowboys series.
2: and Nelson's trip west to save her ailing little sister Astrid could not have gone more wrong. First bandits hold up a stagecoach stealing all her money. Then upon arriving in Fair Play, Colorado, she learns the man she was betrothed to as a male or bride has died. Homeless, penniless, and jobless, Greta and her sister are worse off than they were often when they started. Wyatt McQuaid is struggling to get his new ranch up and running and is in town to purchase cattle when the mayor proposes thus the most unlikely of bargains. He'll invest in a herd of cattle for Wyatt's ranch if White agrees to help the town become more respectable by marrying and starting a family with Greta. But when old securities and surprising revelations arise, can a union born out of desperation survive?
1: I do love this book. It was a good one. You might see me pop up to like (laughs) mess with the screen every now and then. So, all right, so let's just start with talking about Greta. What were your thoughts on her?
0: The so Greta had down a strong, quiet, selfless,
1: patient, and kind-hearted. I would agree with all that. I think yeah. that's a perfect description of her. Mm-hmm. Especially considering uh, her family background. Because mm-hmm. remember, her family was like, they treated her as if she was a burden. Like, she was unwanted. And her family was kind of different. Like, I think her mom had passed away. Her dad had remarried. So, she had, like, step-siblings and and then their wives and it was just kind of a Mm -hmm. hodgepodge thing going on one scene that i really loved was greta watching um wyatt interact with astrid astrid is her actually her half sister correct yeah and she has is it consumption Consumption Uh that she struggles with and so there's a scene on page 140 I'll read a little bit. It says, and she couldn't keep from liking Wyatt better every day, especially when she witnessed him interacting this way with Astrid, his tenderness and attentiveness melted Greta's heart. Not many men could be as strong and rugged as Wyatt and yet display such gentleness with a little girl. Wyatt claimed that Astrid reminded him of his sister, and that's why he was able to interact with her like he did. But as Greta got to know him, the more she realized he was a man of deep character and principle. And the more she was amazed that he'd chosen to marry her. When I read that, what I wrote down was, isn't this what every woman wants in a man? (laughs) Like you want him to be like strong and rugged, like a manly man. But then for him to also be gentle when he needs needs to to be. Yes. Right? Like I used to tell my husband all the time, when a man is kind to a woman's children
0: <laughs> she just
1: automatically falls in love <laughs> like, true. that's all it takes it right like it it oh. Takes. oh goodness I just talking about Greta real quick too on page 249 this really highlights her like remember we talked about her family treating her like she was uh-huh. unwanted and you see her struggle through that all the way through the book but there's a scene that I thought really highlighted that struggle for her this, oh, yeah, so this is where, remember, little Astrid, we'll talk about Astrid in a little bit, <laughs> little Astrid was like, I'm just going to run away, because she didn't want to have to actually leave the ranch, so then Wyatt is telling um, Greta to pray, right, because they're going to go out and look for Astrid, so she's thinking... God was surely weary of all her problems. Why would he want to hear from her again with one more trouble? Mm -hmm. And I think it just comes from stems from all her older siblings being like, I don't know, just go like, they literally told her to leave. That's why she became a male or bride Mm -hmm. because they're like, we can't, you're a burden. We can't feed you and we can't take care of Astrid anymore. It was like really bad, but I'm putting a note. He always wants to hear from us. But he also knows what we need before we even ask, which is really cool too. Uh-huh. So, and it takes her some time, but she finally, at the end, works through that struggle. I hope none of you have ever felt unwanted or like a burden. Not to you. <laughs> oh okay, good.
0: Not to me. Not to me. <laughs> All right.
1: Any other thoughts on Greta? I think she's so sweet. And mm-hmm. such a hard worker yeah, too. Yeah, she's very, she was like later on
0: in the story, you see what how savvy she actually oh, is, yeah. and how she's always trying to find a purpose. Uh-huh. And she, that goes into her business adventures. I mm-hmm. feel like she needs to have that to feel just, I don't know justified in herself
1: to you not know? feel like a burden. Burden, yeah. Right? She
0: has to make her own way, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: which really benefits everybody and. As the story goes, it does. And Wyatt doesn't get upset
1: about it. But I think he also kind of struggled with this, like, like I'm your husband. I, I will provide for you. And I don't see you as a burden. Like he has to help her work through that too. Mm -hmm. So what do you, how would you describe Wyatt, our hero? (laughs) Jessica doesn't take notes. She does not prepare for our discussion. (laughs) And we teach her. And we do make fun of (laughs) her. Um, okay, I think the description we just read about—he's like yeah. he's rugged, he's strong, um, yet yeah, kind, yet That's very gentle. Like he's just well-rounded man, but he has internal struggle. He does. Mm-hmm. He does. So on page eighty-nine, Wyatt was recalling this fight that he had with his stepfather before he left. And his stepfather was saying, the truth is, Rusty continued with a harder jab, you were a failure and you'll always be a failure. Those words haunted him through the, for quite a while. It took him this whole story, really, to get over that because he felt like a failure. And when you read the book, you'll see he comes across so many setbacks, right? Mm-hmm. And that just those words keep coming back. And so one of the things that popped out to me was, um, well, I should ask before I share my thoughts, how did you react to that line when you read it?
2: I don't know.
1: I mean, I don't know. When I read it, I was like, I was heartbroken for Wyatt, yeah. but then I was angry at his stepfather because yeah. I'm like, how dare you say that how dare you tear someone down like
0: that? And I think that this shows like how words can really impact somebody mm-hmm. saying something like that, it can
1: really mess with you. It does you so doubt have, yourself. I gotta reach up here and grab my phone. So big face in the camera there. <laughs> um have you ever um I shouldn't grab my phone, I get distracted. Okay, okay, but I wanted to open up my Bible app. Heard that words your words speak life or death. Has anybody ever said that to you?
0: No, but true.
1: Yeah. So I that is something like at school, I try to really get my students to understand, like, your words either hurt someone or they help someone. And I can't find my... So Proverbs 18.21 is my favorite for that because it says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The tongue has the power of life and death. And I will say that Wyatt's stepdad spoke words of death over him because he struggled forever to get over that. Like, if you move on and you go to page 100, I'm just not enjoying our tech problems today. No. <laughs> All right. If you go to page 154, Wyatt is still struggling with his fear of failure and he wasn't sure he'd be able to make a go of the ranch like in the long run right you know because he's thinking about supporting a- or not astrid but um greta now because they're married and so he's asking like what if he failed at it what if he failed her so his words continue to haunt him have you ever struggled with the fear of failure before i think
0: in different aspects throughout life mm-hmm. i think everybody kind of Mm -hmm. like in you know high school graduating making sure you get your diploma and then i know nursing school i had it like a couple moments like am i ever gonna be in there you know Mm -hmm. um and then as a mom and a wife you have those feelings yeah like like, yeah am i doing the right thing yeah why am i feeling or you Mm -hmm. know just so you have those moments so yeah when life isn't sunny and perfect
1: right (laughs) and you think Oh, or like I've always, there's been times too, where you're just like afraid to even step out and try it because right. I know because I'm going to just... fall flat on my face. yeah I just had a meeting with other like curriculum directors in the area. We got new science standards and everyone's like, yeah, we haven't, we haven't touched it. Like we're not ready to roll that out. And I said, I'm doing it ladies. Like I'm going to do it. I'm going to fall flat on my face and I will be the bridge to the <laughs> island for you. You know, like, <laughs> it's like, but yeah, it's taking—it's it's having the faith to take the leap. Now that's not a huge leap. Let's just face it. It was mm-hmm. just like <laughs> we got to unpack these new standards for teachers and stuff. So. <laughs> and then page two twenty-eight, Wyatt is then dealt uh, a blow by an unsavory neighbor. And we'll leave it at that because I don't want to like give too much away. Mm-hmm. But this neighbor is just gonna kind of like flick him in the head, <laughs> like. yeah so here's this little scene so white expelled a tight breath he wasn't sure he wanted to pray anymore not when god didn't seem to care a lick about helping anything in his life go right and this is where judd comes in okay what are your thoughts on judd before we dig into judd i love judd
2: he just always seems to show up at
0: the right right
2: moments and just kind of have his wisdom and
1: yeah it's like like Drops little yeah. scenes of truth, right? Mm-hmm. Of encouragement. Right. So, for Judd, Judd responds. Uh, well, I have to read this one out of the book. So, page 228. It says, after several more moments of silent silence, Judd replaced his hat and then stood back to take in the scene again. Another gust of cold air buffeted Wyatt, taunting him about everything he lost. Not every day a man loses both his wife and his livelihood. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Judd turned to turned to his mouth and retrieved the rope from the saddle. You ain't lost either yet. Wyatt snorted. I know you ain't deaf or blind. You heard, Greta, and you see this. He waved toward the dead cattle. I'm done. Jed knelt and wrapped the rope around the hind legs of the steer. You can walk away every time the flies start biting or you can swat them until they're gone. Huh? Wyatt was used to Judd's adages and respected him for his experience and wisdom, but sometimes he wished his friend would just come out and say what he meant. Judd nodded the rope and then sat back on his boot heels. Problem with you, young pups, is that you expect things to be easy, and then the minute they're not, you pack up and hightail it out. What what was your reaction to Judd's words of wisdom? Well, it was true.
2: And you think about Wyatt's other failures. Like, when did he meet up with Judd? He was, Judd wasn't with him with all of his other things. He met up with Judd when
1: he was mining. Remember, Judd saved him? Yeah. Because there was a guy coming to like attack his coin. You
2: wonder how quick Wyatt gave up on his other things
1: mm-hmm. when it got
2: a little tough. Like, could he have made a go of it if he just
1: would have stuck with it stuck with it mm-hmm. but it kind of ties back to those words that mm-hmm. like just keep haunting him right yeah i loved the problem with you punk, young pups is that you expect things to be easy and then the minute they're not you pack up and hightail it out do you guys notice that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the world <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i feel like oh you guys have kids so i mean you're probably teaching them all this like we have to teach our students what it means to persevere, mm-hmm. like to have grit, um, to get in and say, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack this again. And they really are just like, oh, you just mm-hmm. tell me the answer. You yeah. Know, you know what I mean? And they're like, you gotta really push them. And I have pushed a kid to tears before, but then which makes you feel like really Aww. bad. But then it's like just give me like five more minutes and when they finally catch it and take it and like the joy on their face was worth them going through the tears yeah it's not like I'm mean to them I'm just like you can do this <laughs> you can do this yeah. sometimes it's the simple thing of I climbed they climbed up there to do the monkey bars and uh-huh. then they were like
0: oh. yeah. you know yeah.
1: and I'm like I'm right here you can do this I'm not gonna rescue you you can do this and when they get to the other end they're like, oh, I did it. mm-hmm. and like yeah. yeah it's simple things but yeah all right okay so we're talking about judd so let's just talk a little bit more about judd i he's older he's gone through his own i mean Mm -hmm. he had quite a um experience i consider this like his second chance family Mm -hmm. you know as you're reading as you go through the series it seems like so page 229, Judd's still talking to Wyatt and trying to encourage him. And he says, been hanging my hat on something my ma taught me from the good book. Judd continued jawing more now than he had in a month, which I think Wyatt was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) She always said, we ain't supposed to be surprised when we come against fiery trials. If the Lord suffered, then we got to expect the suffering too. What were your thoughts on that?
0: I felt that when it's my notes say, I just felt that when he said that, because,
1: you know, everyone
0: goes through struggles and I wrote down, either they teach you, shape you, or they drag you down.
1: So yeah. uh, you can I, either go down with them or you can choose to rise, rise up. up yeah. So. I had someone say this week, like I can't believe that family's got one more trial they're going through. And then I said, but isn't that where God reaches us? Mm-hmm. That's where he reaches us when we're in that moment and mm-hmm. going through that trial, that weakness that there is no one and nothing else to lean on but him. And so I just like that saying again. I just like Judd's little Proverbs. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Eventually calls him Judd's Proverbs mm-hmm. later on, I think. Is there one other about Judd? Oh, yes. Okay. I'm going to save that other comment that he makes till the end. But let's swoop back and talk about Astrid. Astrid is Greta's half-sister uh-huh. who has consumption. And she moved her out west because they said the air would be better for her, they thought, would be better for her for that.
0: Okay. And that's why she started talking with that guy who's a meal order right? Yes. Everything she did was for her sister. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. to get her out of that situation where she was.
1: Mm her family. And she was willing, even though she was in love with Wyatt, she was willing to walk away from that marriage for Astrid's health Mm -hmm. for her sake. Um, okay. So we meet Astrid like right off the bat, their stagecoach is being robbed. She's been asleep in there, right? The whole time. And then she finally wakes up and Greta's trying to like keep her hidden. And she was like walking out. Then she just talking to the robber. She's like, well like she draws it out (laughs) astrid drew the word out and cocked her head i mean can't you just picture it she's like well it makes you look kind of silly like a scarecrow she's talking (laughs) to the robber because he's got this sack sack or or something on their head you know to like cover their face
2: what was your reaction to that scene i thought astrid you're gonna get everybody killed (laughs) i'm like you have no idea the danger that you're in and you just walked right into it like you have yeah. no
0: idea <laughs>
2: yeah yeah that was my first reaction yeah was that. yeah i
0: was i was scared but i was also like oh my gosh this so it worked she got <laughs> <dropped laughs> out of it but she yeah.
1: did. i was laughing so hard oh, because, because greta's like oh my gosh would you just be quiet yeah. you know you know like she's straight i'm like immediately i'm gonna love this girl
2: <laughs> and Ash it always seems to Disappear or opens her mouth and keeps talking all at the wrong times. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but she never knows. Oh, yeah, like it's like stop talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's so innocent. Yeah, she yeah. She's very unfiltered and just very <laughs> like I mean, <laughs> speaks her mind. She's Very says, confident
1: like, little girl, right? Yeah. Which is so funny. She does another thing very similar. I'm um, page 158. These Indians show up on the ranch and i think she was alone in the house right because she was sleeping that's right she had been sleeping and like wyatt is out working the ranch and greta was out i don't know she's hanging laundry or doing something like that so here is astrid again she always starts off i just picture her being like (laughs) well yeah yeah she talks she's like she's sitting at the table she invited the indians in astrid or not astrid sorry greta comes running in and she and here's astrid well it's about time astrid knelt on one of the benches slathering jam onto a biscuit i could use some help getting dinner ready for my new friends (laughs) the indians are like sitting around the table yeah (laughs) what did you think about that scene i was like
2: these indians are either going to be friendly or they're going to be me. Like, I was like, Astrid, you can't just invite people in. You can't just invite strangers
0: into the house. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But then you, I, I didn't really know if she invited them in or they just, just walked the in. in until oh, they, yeah. until that scene. And then I'm like, oh, okay. But now she's like, oh. I was concerned, but it was very comical. Yes, like, because it just showed how she is.
1: Yes, and because it was like the tribe of Indians that Wyatt had said, sometimes they're very friendly, and mm-hmm. sometimes they're very um, violent, yeah. right? And she just made friends with them, like, "Come on in, yeah. And she's like, "My sister makes the best jam." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, well let's let's end on this before we start giving our ratings. Okay. Let's talk about on page two seventy seven. <laughs> Jud cracks me up. Judd opened the front door a crack and peeked through. Not interrupting anything, am I? Wyatt grinned. Nope, but wish you were. <laughs> Judd grunted, then shuffled inside and made his way to the stove and the coffee pot. This is all he says. Get a hotel room tonight. <laughs> okay, what what did you how did you react to that? I just laughed out loud when yeah. I read it.
2: Yeah. At first was, was it it too t- spicy for no you? <laughs> but that all went didn't work out
1: either no no no, no. yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We'll, we won't say anything no. about what happens then because then he was like oh yeah <laughs> i think i will right like take yeah. my wife and get a yeah. hotel room and have some alone time and that didn't quite does it no. <laughs> okay guys um we are starting we're gonna have two grading systems. So I saw that. Yeah? When I read
0: the notes. Okay.
1: So we have our normal lasso, which is like the general overarching, how would you rate the story, right? But then I got to thinking, some people when they're thinking about do I is this a book that I want to read or not? I think like, does it have the right level of mystery, the right level of romance, uh, all of that? So I thought, let's try something. We are copying books is our thing, right? Uh-huh. So let's rate the individual elements of the book using coffee <laughs> and then keep our lasses for the overall. I like, that. okay. So coffee for five, six. Five. Yeah. So let me explain this. So, and I based it off the name of the coffee, not like the caffeine level. I was wondering, okay. cause I was like, okay. Okay. Works. And I don't know if we want to flip it up we, or switch it up. We can, but I like it. so I'm thinking an espresso means there's like an expression of this element. Okay. There's not a lot of it. Mocha, I'm thinking it's like medium. There's um, a little bit of that element in there, but it's not all consuming. Right. Mm -hmm. But then latte, I think there's a latte of it. (laughs) A latte latte latte. of it. That would be latte. Yep. Latte that would be a lot of julie
2: less. <laughs> Yeah, i know
1: i know so let's talk about this how would you use that coffee rating system to rate the romance level in this book mm-hmm. uh, i would say mocha
0: i also said mocha as well, well yeah there is a medium amount
1: mm-hmm.
0: i was a little worried for jessica some of the scenes but i mean i didn't have a problem with this okay. one
1: yeah <laughs> i know jessica's not like a, a romance scene person no i'm not she's not <laughs> whereas i <I'm> might like, police <laughs> yeah. maybe a little book i would probably <laughs> say mocha too yeah um although on my book buying guide i did put them uh i did say that these guys were like uh heavy on the romance side because when you get to book four there's this scene in there, which we'll talk about when we get to oh, book four, and I was like, Woo, <laughs> it's a <little laughs> steamy up in here, clean, but always, you know, clean. All right, how would you rate the adventure level of this book?
2: I would probably it's say cool. mocha again, yeah.
1: I
0: agree. We're all mocha. There was just enough. I swear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you like
1: more adventures and,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: like, mm-hmm. It was just enough. Just enough it. for you? Mm-hmm. I would agree. How would you rate the mystery level in this book? I would say espresso. I said espresso too. I agree. There wasn't really a lot of mystery, was there?
0: No, I mean, there's a
1: little bit, but it wasn't like not like it wasn't mystery mystery of trying to
0: compared to like book four. I feel like there was a little bit more.
1: I would agree. All right, so now let's talk about what is your overall lasso rating of,
2: and are we just one, two, three for lasso?
1: Yep. Oh, okay. This is the heart of a cowboy. Oh, I would say, no, this is not the heart of a cowboy. I'm sorry. What is your overall rating of a cowboy for keeps? I would say three. Three. Give it three. Mm The hogtide. Yeah. (laughs) I would say three as well. And I think it's because she has Judd and Astrid in there as such great supporting
0: characters. I mean,
1: I liked Wyatt and Greta, but I loved Mm -hmm. that aspect as well. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed our discussion. We'll catch you next week. Hello, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. We'd love to connect with more readers like you and share inspirational stories with them. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, happy and blessed reading.